Turning BFFs to the That's What Friends Do podcast. I'm your BFF, Takara. And I'm your BFF, Nina. And today we are back and we are taking a break from those toxic stories that we've talked about the last two weeks. Today we are doing heartwarming friendship stories, which uh, I think they're just so heartwarming i know i couldn't find another word but heartwarming so it's um, like hallmark i know you love that channel that is your favorite i love hallmark yes (laughs) but you know what hallmark is a good channel i enjoy the channel too Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. I found some really good stuff on there Mm -hmm. so yes so today we are going to be getting started with some stories from um, somewhere called inspirationallife.com and the person that wrote this article's name is Francesca and we are just going to do like we've done before we're going to take turns reading things back and forth and just kind of talking about it um, just off the top of our head so I'm going to go ahead and let Nina go first today. I guess she's going to read the first one and talk a little bit and then we'll move on. All right. I hope you guys are ready for these heartwarming, heart-wrenching, just beautiful stories of friendship. And one of the things that I liked about Francesca and how she opened the article, she says, everyone needs a friend. And for many people, the good friends they have are the ones who helped shape their lives. And I just want to say to my BFF, Takara, she really did come in and help shape my life. I am so excited. And you guys being our new BFF, so excited for how you guys play a role in our lives here too. So this is going to definitely be the happy endings (laughs) portion of an episode, like you said, a much needed break from those toxic, crazy stories. Okay, so let's get into it. The first one is titled, I think it's A Friend Who Lends a Hand. Okay, five months after moving to a new home with her husband and then two-year-old daughter, Judith, uh, Judith, oh, no, I'm sorry. And then two-year-old daughter, Judith gave birth to a beautiful girl with a severe case of clubfoot. Due to her daughter's condition, she had to go to numerous um, doctor appointments while taking care of her elder daughter at the same time, feeling tired all the time. Judith had difficulty maintaining the household chores. One day after coming from a doctor's visit, Judith was surprised to see her front door ajar. I know I'd have been a little, "Mm -mm, wait, what's going on? So she cautiously entered her home only to find that the floor was spotless The dishes were all washed and dried and the dirty laundry, ooh, hallelujah, was washed and folded. There were even flowers beside her bed when she went upstairs. It turned out that the person who cleaned her house was her friend, Joy. 
While driving by her home, Joy noticed that Judith's car was gone. So she took that opportunity to help her friend. Okay. So what is our moral of this story? True friendship is about being there for your friend in times of hardship. This story tells how showing compassion can brighten someone's day. Oh my goodness, T, I'm going to let you start here because this one's like, oh, like I already have the hearts, <laughs> right? It's like, oh my gosh, I'm trying not to cry, guys. I'm not going to cry. All right, T, I'm going to let you take it away. Okay. Oh, this one was so cute. And um, I'm not quite a mommy yet, but I can only imagine um, how much work it's going to be. <laughs> After, you know, having a baby and having to chase after a baby and, you know, make sure they're fed and well taken care of and learning the things they need to learn. And then you have the household chores um, also and, you know, cooking and that kind of thing. Um, that is so wonderful that she had a friend that thought about her when she didn't see her car at home. And um, came over and, and cleaned up and helped her do all of that stuff. You know, the mopping of the floors and washing the dishes and the dirty laundry. I'm sure that was like a big help for her. And um, I would have been a little nervous if I would have come home and my door was ajar. I probably would have thought somebody was in there. But I probably would have never expected somebody to break in and clean up. So I think that, you know, <laughs> I think that this is a wonderful story and she has a wonderful friend. Well, let's just go ahead and say laundry is like a five to seven business day transaction for me alone. And to add two children to that, you know, and all the little pieces, you know, children have lots of little pieces. So if I'm already struggling trying to keep up with my own laundry and I had two children to keep up with their laundry as well. And of course, you know, the sheets, the towels, the washcloths and all the other things that, that, you know, that go into that. I know I probably would have cried. I, <laughs> I probably would have been broken down just, just for the sheer fact that you thought enough of me. And what I'm going through and you didn't and you know that what what also I like she didn't ask her she said you know what I'm just gonna do this and y'all know me I'm gonna do what I want to do regardless so if I feel like something needs to be done I tend to just go ahead and do it and wow and I know T sometimes will be like you didn't have to do that and I'm like well I did it anyway so it's okay and it's but it's okay I like you said, true friendship does see your, your hardships. And I want to say there was a quote and I got to find it. And I literally just like ran across it today, which is so weird. Um, as I was looking through it, it was something like in your, in your elevation or when you're doing well, uh, your friends will know you, right? But during your adversity and your hardships, that's when you know who your friends are. And I know my pastor is the one who said that. I saw that come up as a memory of something that he said. And that's so befitting for this story is that she knows who her friends are by going through a hardship. And not that, you know, having a child was the hardship. It was just the extra um, 
maintenance uh, or things that came along with having this child. And I mean, having a healthy child can be stressful and, and, and can take a toll. So just knowing that she had other things to go along with taking care of her child with this club foot, um, having that friend, she, she can say, Joy, you are a true friend because that, that right there, cleaning is a job. That's why people pay other people to do it. It's a job. So I hats off to Joy for doing that next time. Just kind of maybe not have the door open so she doesn't get scared. So BFFs, if you have a friend who sees you in your hardships and just jumps in and takes the lead to help you out, make sure that you give them their flowers while they are here. Those friends see you and they are true friends. Don't you agree, T? Oh yeah, I agree. And I think maybe she didn't ask her because she probably knew she was like, you know, one of those friends probably kind of like you, that if you tell them, nah, you don't have to, you know, it'll be an argument or she knew she was going to tell her no, so she she just went and did it. That's all. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> but hey, it's 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 our personality to want to do for others. I know a lot of my friends are, are kind of like that. They're like, you just she's not gonna ask, she's just gonna do. And that's okay, because I am. I'm I'm glad you guys recognize that. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on to the second one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yes. And so the name of this one is Romeo. Ooh, Romeo. Uh, I know. Wherefore art thou? All right. Let's get into it. So after David's dear wife of 44 years died, he kept to himself and declined his friend Tony's invitation to go out for dinner. That didn't stop Tony from reaching out to David and called him every week since then. One day, he finally agreed to go for a night out to stop Tony from calling weekly. That would probably be me. I'd be like, whoo, this man, he just keep on calling. I'm just going to go ahead and go out. <laughs> <laughs> Six years had already passed since his wife passed, and David still goes out to dinner every week with the gang. They call themselves the Romeo or retired old men eating out. I love that. I think that is so cute. That is. (laughs) Yes. The moral of the story is losing someone very special to you hurts to the point that life seems not fun anymore without them. I could get that. I could understand that. But even if you are in the process of grief, Receiving support from a friend, even if it's just from one friend, will give you hope to move forward. And I agree, just having one friend can be better than not having any friends or anybody to call on or to help you at all. You All you need is that one good friend. And I think this is so cute. But I'm going to go ahead and let Nina talk about it. So, yes, you know, losing someone is, uh, it's a lot. And in my life, I have 
Coming from a big family on both sides, my mother and my father, I have lost a lot of family members as well as colleagues and just, you know, even my, some of my students have passed and it's, it's a lot and it can cripple you emotionally. It can cause you to, um, want to just kind of be secluded. And as much of an outgoing person that I am, there are some times where I, I just, the grief can be overtaking and, when I lose people, it, I, I have to fight to kind of not want to be by myself all the time for a while, especially this last death of my grandmother and spending the time with her back in the hospital when she first started going, you know, going, going to the hospital for a kidney issue and, you know, just being there with her day in and day out every week, um, driving back and forth to make sure she was okay because of the rules of COVID, you know, only one, two people could be on her guest list or, or like visiting list at a time, but only one person at a time could come in. And so because I'm closer to the hospital, of course, you know, I told my mom, of course I will be there for grandma. And when she passed away a couple months later, it took a lot out of me and I really didn't want to be around people. I just, I didn't. So I had the support of my family. You know, we were supporting each other through that grief. But what really helped was having the support of all of you guys who continued to check on me, continued to say, you know, how you doing, didn't allow me to not respond, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. You guys were very adamant on making sure. And I kind of felt like he did, like, let me say something because they're going to keep calling or they're going to keep texting. You know, let me just make sure everybody and, and in doing that. It allowed me to think through like what words I want to say because I wanted to be truthful about how I was feeling. I didn't want to just say, I'm fine, leave me alone. I wanted to be truthful to let you know where I was. And I just appreciate so much the love and outpouring. My roommate, Momo, um, she came down to the funeral. She and then uh, Mother Hamilton and, and First Lady, they came to the funeral as well. And that when I saw them there in the pews, I could have just dropped and bawled and cried because they didn't have to come. It was a two hour trip away. Like they didn't have to do that. They did because they care and they cared about me. And I just appreciated that. So having that support when you lose someone is so important because your family, you're just, you're all trying to hold it together. So it takes the love of friends and outside people to come and help you guys hold it together so that you can move forward and, you know, and get through this grief and, and it's not going to go away, but every day it gets a little bit easier to maintain. So like you said, just having that support, it does give you hope to move forward. Yeah. And I know I was one of those friends that texted every day all the time but it wasn't even if you felt like you didn't want to respond I didn't want you to think that I wasn't thinking about you or I wasn't I didn't care or anything like that like I wanted to make sure that I at least texted you to let you know hey you know I'm here even if you didn't say anything like I understood Yes. And, and it was, it was appreciate, appreciated. You don't know when, when you want to be secluded because you're feeling some type of way, 
looking at your phone and noticing that there are people who are still checking on you allows you to kind of get through that grief and not feel totally alone. I don't want to feel alone. I just want to be alone. And that's a different thing. Those are two totally different things. I don't want to feel like I'm by myself. I just want it to be physically by myself, you know, and alone by myself. But it, it was great to make sure I still had those connections, even to my family. My family, we checked on each other all the time and made sure everybody was doing okay, especially my mom, because she had in that, in that year, last year, she buried both her father and her mother. So, you know, we just wanted to make sure that we really kept her and her sister, my aunt, uplifted because, you know, that was a lot to bury both parents in one year. So I, I appreciate all of the family and BFFs. Um, if you have, if you've lost someone, you know how that grief can tear you apart, but knowing that you can be there for your friends in that time of need or your friend knowing that they can count on you during that grieving process is so very important. What are your thoughts, T? Um, I totally agree. Um, you know, just to know somebody is, you know, there, even if they aren't physically there is always a good feeling to have, um, when you're going through something that's, you know, rough and, you know, everybody grieves and deals with things differently. You know, um, I may not want to talk about it, but just to be able to have a friend, just to have a conversation with is, is good. It kind of sometimes, you know, take your mind off of certain things that you could be thinking about or, um, you know, just, you know, having a, a upbeat, happy, conversation in those moments are very helpful sometimes and so um I love that they go out to eat and I love they call themselves Romeo and what the acronym stands for and that they still do it every day um that's a long time to be married to someone and to have them gone you know that's whoo that's more to me than a life-changing event because that's somebody you've been used to being with for 44 years like you kind of don't know anything else so um you know i i just think it's it's a wonderful thing that he has the kind of friends that he has yes and it, it takes me back to that toxic friendship story where the girl had the bad breakup, but then there was a traumatic event at the house of her friend because she was going to try to cheer her up, but then she had a traumatic event and that whole pivoting. We talked about that. And it's like, that's, this is what her friend should have done and pivoted to. We talked about that in the last episode. And I'm like, here's a story of someone saying, Hey, I'm going to put aside whatever I, cause who knows what his friends had going on. Those all, all those retired old men, they probably all have things going on, but they continue to reach out to him. They put aside whatever they had going on and to, to reach out to him. And this is kind of almost like an answer to that toxic story. <laughs> this is the way it's supposed to go, right? <laughs> how not to be a friend versus how to be a friend. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the absolute truth. So, yeah. I, so, BFFs out there, listen. Um, your support as a friend is so important. And you should not take that responsibility lightly. 
So I, I'm I'm just happy. I do like the acronym though, Romeo. Oh, what are we going to call ourselves when we get older and we're going out every week? I don't know. Maybe it'll be Rowan. Retired old women eating out. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. we'll have to th- we'll have to think about that like i don't know if i'm gonna but here's the thing i don't i don't know if i'm gonna really be old when i retire because i'm really 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 trying to be retired early <laughs> well you and me both so we'll be um i, I don't know we have to be something with a why or something retire young women no now right right yo i don't know <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> We'll definitely figure that out because I think it kind of reminds me of Girls Trip when they had their jackets with their name. (laughs) We need one of those. I know, I know. (laughs) I think there are so many things that, you know, we talk about, um, whether it's here on the podcast or um, apart from the podcast, that are great ideas of things we could be doing together, um, you know, as we age. So. Yes, I'm excited. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, so you guys know, um, every episode, uh, we take a small little break to bring you another part of the school of friendship. Oh goodness. The school of friendship. How do you think that's been going to you? How do you like the school of friendship? I've been enjoying it. You know, I think it, um, sheds light on some things. It makes you think about some things. I've learned some things. Um, and so I just think that it's, it's, I, I think it's refreshing to have. What do you think about it? Yes, I do. I think that it's refreshing to be able to take something that we think we can just do automatically, like you said, and learn some things from it. So sometimes experience doesn't always have to be the best teacher right and sometimes experience can cause more harm and and you learn something and then you may lose something and while everything happens for a reason if there is a way to cut the learning curve or to have us not make some of the same mistakes that other people have made then i say we we should take heed to that right and so the school of friendship is allowing us to kind of talk about things within friendships healthy friendships that we should be doing and and gleaning and learning from so i'm excited about it yeah i hear you i'm excited as well i think it's a wonderful thing for us to have great so now you guys know um we've been talking about the good things that we learned from girlfriends the show the tv show um specifically kind of about what um the relationships between the ladies of the show more so like joan and tony um however i think this can be applied to all of the relationships that um were in that show between all four of the women even including some of the other characters as well uh so for today's um school of friendship uh, never stop learning from your friends. And I think like that whole statement, you should never stop learning from your friends. Take the time to learn and respect each other's backgrounds, no matter how different or similar they may have seen. They may seem. That's how you honor their journey and build perspective. Then you'll treat friends with the care they need versus the care you want to give them. That is so profound because, oh my, okay. So in my mind, you know how we have the love languages yeah. for relationships? Uh-huh. These, this, this is kind of like the equivalent of that when it comes to the friend language, right? Yeah. And so 
who I am as a friend. And like you said, that last part, care they need versus care you want to give. Like loving people how they need to be loved. That's, that is very, very profound. So T, I'm gonna let you go ahead and start. What do you think? Okay. Well, um, I think that is important. And I do think they have other books out regarding um, love languages for like other things. I don't know if they have one for friends yet but I'll have to look into that um, one day to see if they have anything like that but I think that's important because um, as a person you know you look at how you enjoy being treated and the things that you want but your friend may not enjoy those same things or may not need those same things that you need you know I, you know I might enjoy um, just the quality time and hanging out with my friends and my other friend may need something totally different from, from that to make the friendship function. So I think in order to be a good friend, you have to know your friend and understand your friend. And, um, I think that will make the friendship better. I don't know. What do you think about that, Nina? I mean, there was something that I saw. This lady was like, you know, I'm turning 28. And she says, I have to remember that I'm not just 28, but I am all of the years before that as well. And I thought that was very profound because background is important. Where where I come from, um, where you come from, how we grew up, those things play a vital role in who I am and who you are. So if I'm not willing to understand your background, then I'm not really willing to understand who you are. And I want you there for selfish reasons instead of a true and honest friendship. And it doesn't matter how different the backgrounds are. I think that was part of the issue with Joan and Tony because Tony came, as she says, she comes from nothing. She came from nothing. She, she built herself. And that's, you know, kind of the reason why she was how she was in the show as an adult because of her background. And I think if, uh, Joan would have probably been a little bit more sensitive to what Tony had to go through to get where she was. It, they might've not clashed as many times or had those many toxic things going on between them. And, and that's just my take on it. You know, I'm thinking if I know who you are, if I know something is triggering to you, and this goes back to that, you know, friendship story where the girl brought the guy who was crazy and kept bringing him over <laughs> like if you know that's triggering you wouldn't do those things right and and then the flip side of that is communicating those triggers right communicating and letting me know hey you know i don't i don't know if i'm cool with that and i'm like okay you know what that's fine because that's triggering to you it's more harmful to you than it is helpful to me if something is harmful to you then i can find something else to be helpful to me Right. I'm not going to trade your trade your harm, trade my help for your harm. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I, I think that's yeah, I think I think we, we forget that people are people and they are the sum total of the things that they go through and how they process them and how they respond to them. Right. So we have to give that grace and patience to learn. And that's what I'm saying. Like in most relationships, we just now I'm guilty of this. You know what? You're going to be my friend. That's it. And then I learn you along the way. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and that's that's, yeah. that's kind of how I do things. But I still take the time to learn. I just do it through the confines of the friendship that I have established with you in this BFF contract. 
that's all <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know you probably get to know people a little bit differently than you know some other people get to know people you you like you know you plow through you zoom right on through you know me it might take me a little bit i'm i'm gonna have to figure out and observe you and whole bunch of other extra stuff so you know it's just about what like you said what you're comfortable with i know you're comfortable with that kind of thing so you know i know that's something that you enjoy and that you like but you know that you know i'm a little bit different hence that tiktok i sent you yesterday about (laughs) about not inviting people to the table but (laughs) right (laughs) hilarious i know exactly I knew exactly. I, I, I had seen that before, and I was gonna send it to you, and I say this is so me, because I was like, oh come on, join in. And then I had to look at your face and be like, okay, well never mind. <laughs> I'll see someone. Oh, just join us. You know, I want us to be one big happy family, and you be yeah. looking like, mm, no. <laughs> Why she inviting all these people over here? I don't know them. Now I gotta sit right. here and try to make conversation. Oh boy, this is gonna be a long lunch and dinner. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and 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 I, I I do a we can laugh about it, but I did have to learn that about you, and I did I learned that about you um, about making sure that you had a heads up on like who's going to be there, who's not going to be there, that kind of thing, and it it also you know it wasn't bad on like it wasn't a, a thing for me to feel that way. I didn't feel any type of way for doing it. It just changed how I did things, and it was okay. It, I was okay with that because I wanted again. I wasn't gonna trade what was helpful for me for what's harmful for you, right? And so if that was harmful for you or not cool for you, I could figure out another way. It's fine. It wasn't that it's harmful, but it's just <sighs> BFFs. When you if you're an introvert, like you understand. I'm, I don't think I'm a complete introvert, like we talked about in the very first episode i think i'm kind of in the middle but you know those batteries those those batteries when you have to deal social with other batteries people, yes we have to deal with other people you don't know and you're more kind of like you know observant of people you know i can get along with people and you know but it's just about the vibe are they coming with now if i don't like your vibe now you sitting here eating next to me now i can't enjoy what i'm trying to enjoy so i don't know i i I would probably likely get over it but in my mind i'm gonna be thinking and talking to myself just so you know totally totally get it i totally totally get it and again i had to learn that about you and i and it didn't it didn't matter to me that I changed that about myself, like, or that, you know, that whole open invitation has to be mindful of that when it comes to certain people. And I have other friends that are like that too. Um, so I, I had to, you know, shift and kind of move a little bit differently. But again, it wasn't that big of a deal for me because I wanted you to be able to enjoy. It makes no sense for me to do something again that I want to do and it makes you uncomfortable and now you can't enjoy it again caring for people how they need to be cared for versus the care you want to give them okay so we can still have people around i just have to preempt and 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 prepare you so you that so took 
you know and i appreciate that you know some people wouldn't get it they would just keep doing it and then and then i would be like the the romeo you would be calling me for six years and then you can't figure out why i'm not going out (laughs) with you (laughs) come up with something like well i don't know i would probably likely tell you what what the issue was you would you would tell me yeah yeah Sorry, BFFs. I'm not into kind of sugarcoating things. Sugarcoating. Yeah, no, I'll just tell Mm -mm. you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well. And she says it so nicely. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. You do say it nicely. (laughs) So it's not harsh. (laughs) I'm glad somebody said that because, you know, I've been told before, it's not what you say, it's how you said it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how did I say it? Like, what did you want me to say differently here in this moment? Because I feel like I've thought about it before I said it. I felt like I had tact and coof and decorum before I said it. <laughs> and, but you feel some kind of way. And I don't think it's because of how I said it. I think you just have attitudes because you don't like what I said. Is what it is. Yes, that's what I was getting ready to say. Sometimes when people say it's how you said it, nah, baby, you just mad because of what I said. Yeah. (laughs) And you just don't like what I said. That's all that is. So you couldn't hear it through the, the, like you said, the tact, the coups, or the decorum because of what it is. Some stuff just isn't comfortable, right? Yes. (laughs) And I mean, some stuff you just can't. I mean, you know, how can I make it sound any better? I really can't. That's what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, that right there is the School of Friendship for today. I hope you guys enjoyed that little segment. We're going to hop back into these heartwarming stories. I'm having so much fun with these. They're making my heart feel so full. And I just feel so awesome. I won't have to, you know, I could take a nap. (laughs) I know. These are so cute. I probably will take a nap. These are so cute. These are so cute. They are. Yeah. Oh, this next one resonates so well with me. Is it my turn to read? I think it is. Yes, yeah. your turn. Okay. okay, cool, cool, cool. And I this one really um, resonates with me. And so I'm going to... And it's very short, but it really resonates with where I am in my life. So, Keeping on Track is our title. Rick and his best friend were both trying to lose weight. They both text each other to check in their progress, and whenever Rick is feeling discouraged, his friend would encourage him to continue to work out. This encouragement helped Rick stay on track with his goal. So, moral of the story, friendship is about helping and supporting each other grow and not the other way around. Mm. That's good. Friendship is not about you just helping and me making sure you help me, but also that I'm helping you, right? Not It's not the other way around. And where I am in my life, I know for health reasons, I need to, to do some things differently. So this is why this one kind of really resonates with me. So I'm going to let T give her feedback on this story about the weight loss and just keeping each other encouraged to stay on track with the goal. All right. Well, you know, I don't know if you remember or not, Nina, but you know, we kind of used to do this when we had a membership to the gym and we would get up and uh, we probably didn't do the right thing. And we weren't eating the right things, guys, in the morning. Okay. 
I, we were not. We were not. But we I were going to the gym. Did. I do yes. remember. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we kept each other accountable and held each other accountable. And, you know, I'll be honest. I just, I know, this week I just got back into working out again. And, um, <laughs> yes, like I'm feeling better now and I can actually do it. So I want to make sure that I stay in shape as much as possible and things like that. So, you know, if, if BFF Nina, you know, wants an accountability partner again, you know, I'm working out and trying to work out every day. So yes we definitely should do that we have the tools to keep up with each other virtually um since we i'm not really keen on going to a gym still right now it's just oh no man these diseases go to bed go at bay oh no ma'am i'm I'm, I'm right here at the house i'm right here at the house i have like you know Mm -hmm. some apps and things that i do that i enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and i will I don't know how many, well, a lot of BFFs probably don't know this, but before I even got pregnant, I worked out, um, for at least over a year to make sure that I was in shape and things like that. So, um, that was really helpful, I think. And I also, um, started to enjoy, um, you know, working out and things like that and it just made things you know a lot better and I think a lot easier and I'm hoping that you know I know I can't control everything when it comes to this pregnancy and you know staying um you know I can't I can't control everything that's going on in my body but what I can do is I can continue working out and doing the things that are necessary that I should be doing for my body anyway regardless of if I'm pregnant or not and I think that that will definitely help in the outcome and I'm just hoping for things to work out and work out for the better when it comes to those types of things oh man t that gets me excited because now bfs i think i have the motivation to get back on the horse and do what i'm supposed to do this time because i'm gonna have my accountability partner back i just i i can't believe i forgot about that we did it was what was it called i think it was called the rush was it the rush yes and i loved it it was and then they turned it into goals dare even say yes and i went in there and i was like i'm bored it's not as colorful and exciting is it no yeah it was something about the colors that just kept you vibrant yes okay it 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 made you want to go when you were at the rush and then zoom no zumba Zumba, yes, Zumba. Zumba. Mm. Our instructor was amazing. Yes. He was like, he was, yes. he was really good. Yes, he was on he was. it. And I love like the classes and stuff like that, oh, but yeah. I didn't think golds would motivate me. So <laughs> I decided to stay home. And I think I motivate myself at home. And I loved, you know, like, I can't 
I shouldn't be doing it now and I don't do it but you know perhaps afterwards you know jumping rope is a really good way to, oh, to lose yeah. weight and you do, do engage your so whole body probably yes so we'll have to get into that I, I was into it last summer and for a while thereafter and then and, and now this so I can't do it <laughs> but <laughs> but afterwards I think you might actually enjoy jumping rope. Okay. I enjoy it. Okay, y'all. Oh, listen at that. We have a new found accountability and just like rejuvenation to really get back on track with our health goals. So I am excited that we read that story and that we had that story to keep us motivated. And just like the tr- the title says, to keep on track. Oh my goodness. That's exciting. Yeah. Yay. I would love that. I mean, I'm going to do it anyway, but I just feel like when you have somebody else to do it with and talk about it with, it makes it a little easier. Oh, yes, that's good. That's good. Well, we have one more story. Uh, I think it's called Unconditional Friendship. Is that you taking this away, T? Yes, I believe it is taking me taking this one away. So it is called Unconditional Friendship. So there were two best buds who were classmates through kindergarten all the way to college. That is so amazing. When the war broke, they both joined the army and decided to ask to be on the same unit. While patrolling one night, they were ambushed and bullets started flying on all sides. Out of the darkness, Harry recognized his friend Bill's voice calling out for help. Harry asked his captain to go out to help his best friend, but he was declined. He kept quiet and heard Bill's voice again. Harry couldn't do anything as he heard Bill's voice again and again on the battlefield. Couldn't contain him, couldn't contain himself any longer. Harry ran over his captain again, to his captain again, and he reluctantly agreed to let him go. Through the darkness, Harry crawled and dragged Bill back to their camp where he was already dead. Furious, the captain shouted at Harry and told him, that going out there was a mistake and he could have died. Harry disagreed and told his captain that he did the right thing. When he reached Bill, he was still alive and his last words were, Harry, I knew you would come. Oh, that's so touching. So the moral of this story is, this great story shows how people go through great lengths to save and help their friends. Seeing your closest friends in pain can also hurt you. Value a friend who would be there for you no matter what. So Nina, I'm going to let you take this one away. This really sounded like a Hallmark or like Lifetime feel good story or ABC family like just feel good story. I that's like heartstrings. He was willing to risk his life to help his friend to go out there and bring him back and and to hear that his last words were Harry, I knew you would come. I want all of my friends to know that I'm going to be there come hella high water. I'm going to be there for you no matter what. I'm I'm going to be there and I think 
that is so hard to come by because people are so quick to just drop you, to move from you. The moment that it hurts them, you know, to be there for you, they're like, "Mm -mm, no. And I can see if the hurting is caused by some unnecessary pain. Now, I'm not going to keep showing up for you doing stupid stuff. Now, I'm going to tell you you're doing something stupid, fix it or, you know, move on. But if I know that you are hurting through no fault of your own that you could, that you couldn't control or something of that nature, I'm going to be there for you. Even if it is your fault and you are honestly remorseful and feel bad about what has happened, you made a mistake because everybody makes mistakes, right? And we have to live through the consequences of those mistakes. You, you still need support. You still need people there, um, for you. So I, I like that last, those, his last words, I knew you would come. And I hope that all of my friends, all of my BFFs know that we'll, we'll be able to say, I know Nina will come. And so that, that right there was so heartwarming. Yes. Well, I, I, I know you would. Um, I thought this one was, was a great story. And, um, you know, of course, clearly I'm not in, any type of military you know situation or anything like that um you know but I definitely want to make sure that I am there for my friends as much as I can be if they call me if Nina called me and said oh I need such and such or can you absolutely I have a few friends that even if I was mad at them, I'm still going to be doing things for them because they always do things for me. And so, um, I have a few friends that are like that, but, um, you know, now I will say now I don't know if I'm going to go into no battle zone with no bullets. I might come afterwards, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not built for that military life at all. No, 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 not at all. But I just, you know, I, I love you. I, you know, I, I love my friends, but I don't, I don't think I'll be able to do that one. But, um, yeah, I do think it's important to know that you have some friends that always have your back. And, you know, like Nina said, even if it is something that you've done and it's your fault, you know, that's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Now, don't continue to make the same mistake over and over and over again, like she mentioned, because now you're just doing it to yourself, and you know what causes this to happen at this point, and you just keep doing it. But if you've made a mistake, you know, and you're trying to get yourself together, then of course, you know, I want to be there to to be there with you, to help you get back on your feet, or whatever it is, to help you be better that's that's you're absolutely right that's totally um just what it is that's that's what it's supposed to be we're supposed to be supporting and if you notice throughout all of our stories there was this theme of support whether it was to help the lady who you know had the children she needed support in an area of keeping up with her home so that she can continue to live and do what she needs to do and then you had the support of someone going through the grief right you know 
being there for them, just saying, hey, come on out with us. You know, we're, we're here. We're going to do this together. We're going to get through this grief that you had together. And then the support of a goal in mind, you know, he had a weight loss goal and there we are. So his friend is there to support and they were supporting each other. Right. And then here we are here, you know, in the heat of battle, I am, your life is at stake and I am going to do my very best to get to you. I need to get to you. And I do believe maybe, and I'm not taking anything away from, you know, the military and what they do, but I do believe if he was able to get out there, there are two things could have happened. Either both of them would have been killed or he might've been able to save them. And we won't know which one would have happened, but I think the best call by the officer in charge was made. And, but at least he knew and got to hear that his friend knew he would come for him, right? He knew his friend would come for him and he got to hear that. And that's such a blessing because sometimes, you know, when we lose people, we don't really get to hear, you know, or get to tell them everything we want to tell them. And I'm such an advocate for giving people their flowers while they're here. You know, let them know how you, how they make you feel and, and, and while they're here and it helps with the grief knowing that you did all you could do. I think a lot of grief has regret in it. And so when you, you're going through those situations, you're just like, I didn't get to do this and I didn't get to do that. And I never got to do this. And that compiles and it just compacts itself into that grief that you're already feeling from losing someone. So I'm very glad that our guy got to go see his friend one more time before he passed away and was able to bring his body back too, you know, so that he can be buried and things of that nature. So it's just, that was, that was heart wrenching. <laughs> that was, that one pulls the tears, right? <laughs> that pulls the tears, but it was exciting. That was exciting to know that they were able to tell each other how they felt and show. He was able to show him how he felt about him by, by coming out there for him. And his friend was able to tell him how he felt knowing that he would come for him. That was, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah. I agree. I can't say anything better myself. So I'm just going to leave it there and let you have that. <laughs> yes. BFS. Listen, um, as I've said, these stories, the support that you give each other comes in different ways. It comes from different situations. All four of these stories had such a theme of just being there for your friends, loving them how they need to be loved and not necessarily on how you want to give that love. And I hope that you guys can continue to have those conversations with your best friends and friends and, and give them their flowers while they are here. Let them know how you feel about them and how they make you feel um, just while they're here and not when they're, and not waiting for that time when they're gone. Let them know now. Spend that time, give your support, be there for each other because that's what friends do. Absolutely. So now that we've um, listened to these heartwarming stories, I guess I can go ahead and start getting into um, the last little portion that we normally do. Yes. Um, around here, mm -hmm. which is spotlighting our um, business for this week. So, without further ado, I'm going to get into it. So, this week we are spotlighting a business called Your Tax Guides. 
Their phone number here is 336-292-0070. If you need to find them on the web, it is yourtaxguys.com. This is a black-owned business that has been around since 1996. So they are into solutions for accounting, tax, and consulting. And they have assisted thousands of clients in the areas of grant writing, business planning, accounting, payroll processing, turnaround consulting, business brokering, and tax resolution. So I'm sure that all of us could use some of those things. Their offices are located in Greensboro, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Warrington, North Carolina. So they said they pride themselves on offering the most competitive prices in all areas. So I think you should take a look at Your Tax Guys. Again, a black-owned company that can be reached at 336-292-0070 or yourtaxguys.com. Oh, that's awesome. So all of you business owners out there who are starting up with your LLCs or S corporations or C corporations or N corporations, however it works, you might want to hit them up for that business planning and tax solutions needs. We want to make sure that you are, you have the resources available to you to be able to do what you need to do correctly for your business i'm excited i might give them a call myself there you know with that whole business planning grant writing Mm -hmm. absolutely i think maybe you should that could be a great opportunity if you have you know a few things in the fire or irons in the fire as they say (laughs) yes 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 oh my goodness guys today has been awesome it has been such a wonderful episode of just heartwarming friendship stories and as we said before you know if you have your bffs in front of you or around you be sure to tell them you love them and tell them how they make your life better while they are here. Now you guys know how to find us. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, all those great social media places. Like, share, subscribe, and follow. Tell everyone to just come in and listen and join in on the conversation with us. I know Takara and I are happy to have these things. And if you have any topics that you think we should cover, please let us know. You can DM us on any of the social media platforms. Let us know how we can better serve you, our BFFs, and keep those conversations going. Do you got anything you want to say to the people? No, I think you have wrapped it up, summed it up, packaged it, (laughs) put a bow on it. I think that was well said. All right. Well, BFS, until next time, make sure you join us in two weeks for the That's What Friends Do podcast. Bye, BFS. Bye, BFFs.